everyone. I'm Ankush. I'm the founder of Eventable.com, the world's first review platform, and you're listening to the Building Awesome Events podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss event marketing with event marketing professionals. And today, our guest on the show is Rachel Russell, who is Field Marketing Manager at Even. Welcome, Rachel, to Building Awesome Events. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Rachel. Absolutely. You know, we've been wanting to do this for so long with you. Finally, a pleasure to have you on the show. Let's get started, Rachel. And I'm going to start with, you know, really asking you about how you got into event marketing and what specifically held your interest when it came to this role. You know, and uh, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile a little earlier and I saw prior to even you were at Deloitte. Prior to that, you were at I4CP. What were the differences between these roles, right? And the challenges and, you know, so we can talk about that a little bit as well. Definitely. Um, so I, even before Deloitte and I4CP, I actually started in entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I had done some work with Sony Pictures. So I actually mm-hmm. worked the booth at Comic-Con in 2011, 2012, yeah. and then kind of segued from entertainment into business. And so when I was at Deloitte, I worked on the Special Olympics World Games that we had in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. And so that was in 2015. And I think that was like my first big event working mm-hmm. on like a corporate sponsorship with clients. And I just love the energy and the connection. Yeah. Um, so I knew that events was definitely for me. And yeah. then I was at Deloitte for about seven years wow. um, before switching over to I4CP. So Deloitte was an awesome experience just working on very small events that are, right. you know, intimate dinners, cocktail receptions, all the way to huge all-day meetings and then mm-hmm. trade shows, conferences. So that was a really great way just to be exposed to a lot of different types of events. Yeah. And then I joined I4CP, which mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, it's a HR research company. Mm-hmm. And so we had a big conference that was a proprietary conference that we put on during the pandemic. It was virtual, but yeah. in general, when it's in person, it's at the Fairmont in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. And then for that role, it was a lot of virtual events. So we yeah. did about two every week, I'd say. Wow. Um, doing different interviews with CHROs at Google, American mm-hmm. Express, Zillow. It was yep. really great exposure to all of our members. Right. Um, that was like primarily virtual just because of where what events happened? was. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'll come back to that, you know, especially your success with one of those virtual events. Uh, right. And we'll talk a little bit more about how you managed to pull that off. And after I4CP, you then came over to Even. Is that right? Yes, I did. So I joined Even probably like a few months ago. And I feel like that was the time of the great resignation. Yeah. Everyone's kind of yeah, switching yeah. jobs. But I absolutely love it. It's been such mm-hmm. a great experience. The team's absolutely. amazing. Um, yeah. For people listening, if you don't know what it is, it's basically a company that enables hourly workers to access their earned wages before mm-hmm. the two-week pay cycle. So it has right. a really great mission that it's helping yeah. people mm-hmm. get out of the red. And right. I had never really had an organization that had mm-hmm. such a, a profound yeah. mission that gave me a purpose like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've truly loved doing events for Even. Absolutely. Outline for me, Rachel, a little bit uh, what Even's event strategy, you know, overall looks like. What's the mix between the proprietary and the third party portfolio? And, you know, what are some of the top level objectives driving this mix? 
I would say that because even as a brand is a little less known than Deloitte, for instance, yeah. uh, brand awareness is really important for us. Right. So instead of where I4CP and Deloitte, we had some proprietary events, Evens more focused on partner events mm-hmm. and different like sponsoring trade shows, conventions. So for us, we do partner events with companies that are maybe more well known, like HR.com did a webinar and yep. we pulled in PayPal, who's one of our clients. And so we right. did a session with them. And then for the trade shows that we sponsor, we try to reach HR leaders who want to offer the service to their employees. Mm-hmm. So it's just about getting our name out there. Yep. But with that said, uh, Even is actually going through a merger right now. Mm-hmm. So we are joining forces with one, which wow. is super exciting. It yeah. was covered. It was covered in the Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Fortune, Forbes, and so. It's going to allow us essentially to supercharge our mission. So we're going to yeah. have an all-in-one financial app where people right. can save, spend, yeah. but then also access their wages ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for that, that's backed by Walmart and Ribbon mm-hmm. Capital. So with yeah. that increase of capital, yeah. we don't have the same focus as even in terms of, I feel like that brand one is going to be more recognizable yep. in the near future as we grow. Right. So because of that, we're actually looking at a lot of different proprietary events or right. regionally focused events, since we're going to have more of a focus on account-based marketing versus even our outlook was all trade shows and conventions in Las Vegas. So right. it'll be interesting to see how that pivots. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, congratulations. You know, I know it's it's probably going to be a much busier time for you once, uh, once that uh, merger goes through, right? Yes. And um, there are also, also some changes to the, to the team as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The team's going to grow bigger, which is always an awesome thing. Absolutely. Let's go back now and talk a little bit more about when virtual events started or, you know, when the pandemic just hit us. We are now a couple of years into, you know, the whole virtual event scenario. Uh, what have you learned from this, right? And how would you now view a virtual strategy versus an in-person strategy? What's your go-to and for what reasons? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think it really taught me, I mean, events in general, you have to know how to pivot and be flexible yeah. because things happen when you're on site at events. But yeah. even more so, the pandemic taught me that. So I was at Deloitte when the pandemic hit. And obviously, the first few months were... Uh, totally focused on contract negotiations, trying to cancel a lot of our events. But once that was over, it was like, okay, what now? And so I helped facilitate the switch to virtual events for our clients. Right. And so I think that there's a really good opportunity to engage more people when you're doing virtual because you can reach people across the country across the world versus if you're doing like a trade show, you know, it's just the people who came to Vegas. So there are some positives to virtual in that sense, Mm -hmm. but I do think that in-person strategy is a little different because you are in front of them, you have their attention. It's not like they have Zoom fatigue and are walking to the other room to go do something while they're on your webinar. Yeah. One of the things that really helped with me was finding ways to make it more interactive, even if we mm-hmm. had a virtual event. Yeah. So I did an event that was called the power of women at Deloitte and Facebook. And so yeah. for that one, 
We brought in a WNBA speaker. Mm-hmm. We had a performance from like the first female beatboxing champion. Yeah. We shipped gift boxes to all of right. the attendees. And it had a lot of things that were relevant to that session. So and when was this? This was in uh, 2020? Yeah, 2020. Okay. Right in the beginning, one of the things I noticed was that, you know, initially people are very excited that, yeah, we're going to sit at home in our pajamas and watch all <laughs> the school content. And then it yes. went from there to all of the Zoom fatigue, you know, where everybody was like, I can't oh, do yes. this anymore. So, uh, <laughs> Myself uh, included. So I get yeah. it. So how did you manage to navigate all of that? I mean, you know, so you had some of these cool ideas and, you know, around programming and giveaways. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did that really work? I think you know that with virtual events, you're going to see a much larger no-show rate, for instance, or less engagement. Mm -hmm. So we started looking when we looked at metrics after the event in terms of, okay, who answered the poll questions, who commented in the chat, because Mm. that's really going to show you their engagement rather than the number of attendees. Just because you, you know some of those people aren't paying attention. It did challenge us to think more creatively about Mm -hmm. the types of speakers we had uh, for I4CP's virtual conference. Mm -hmm. We brought in a vendor called Barista Art, and he creates these custom lattes with anything you can think of for the coffee break. So that was really cool just to break up the day because you know people are getting into fatigue and you need to have something fun in between. Absolutely. And from a tech perspective, uh, Rachel, tell me, you know, just because now we have like a gazillion uh, virtual event platforms out there, uh, what's mm-hmm. the one you've come to rely on? And, you know, sort of what was the process that, um, you know, got you there? How did you start looking and, you know, how did you finally narrow down on something? Yeah. So I actually have a go-to for in-person and virtual, if that is okay. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. no, nobody, nobody we are talking to really wants to answer this question. You know, everyone's like, I don't know why. Yeah, no, I agree. So I would say for, I'll give you both. In person, I love using Boomset. It's Uh this technology that allows you to kind of keep track of attendance. And Mm -hmm. so when attendees come up to our events, they check in on an iPad and it prints out their name tag in real time. Yeah. So all of the attendees are always super impressed. They're like, wow, like what cool technology. Because even if you're just having... A 50 person meeting, it just shows that you're like at the forefront of technology and finding yep. cool ways to make your event different mm-hmm. um, and also waste a lot less paper. So that's kind of nice. And then for virtual, one of the vendors I was actually introduced to when I joined even was called Postal. It's yep. a marketing automation te- like platform where mm-hmm. they handle a lot of different virtual events yep. along with direct mail. So they send us yep send out like on our behalf to our clients, these really cool gift boxes and do an event with it. It's nice to have, you know, different technology platforms that are your go-to and you know they're reliable. Well, don't uh, blame me, Rachel. Once this goes live, if you start getting hit up (laughs) by all of these guys, like, you know. I'm sure I will. (laughs) So, um, you know, let's now get to the marketing part of event marketing, right? In terms of traditional marketing, how do you create awareness for your events? What are the channels that you think work, they work best around audience acquisition, you know, or the working the demand pipeline? Is that a cross-functional activity? You know, do you pull in resources from other teams, you know, take their support and help to pull this off? Yeah, so it's definitely cross-functional um, at even. We work with 
sales, marketing, and our product teams. Mm -hmm. So products pulled in just because we do demos at all of our different speaking sessions and the booth at the trade shows. But then there's a really big synergy between sales and marketing. And I think that's what you have to strive for in events is really getting that synergy. I was super lucky at even that that kind of already exists and we all support each other. And we had a a meet and greet in Austin, Texas, where we got to brainstorm together different ways to just kind of reach our goals ultimately. So for events, uh, I write all of like our emails that we'll send out Mm pre-show and post. And then I send that to our vendor who handles all of our emails. And then I also write LinkedIn and Twitter posts. Personally, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn more so than Twitter, but you know, both are awesome about reaching a target audience. You never know like who might see the hashtag and be planning to go to the event Mm -hmm. or be interested in that topic. I love that, by the way. You know, I love that um, as a marketer, you do so much writing. I think it's such an important skill. You know, Mm -hmm. and I would just like to advocate that one more time to all event marketers listening is that you have to write, write, write and keep on writing. I mean, that is the most important thing, right? Yeah. And I I really didn't do much writing when I was at Deloitte. It was when I switched over to I4CP that I really had the chance to hone that skill. Mm -hmm. And I think obviously I I enjoyed writing in college and university, but at the same time, there's so many employees at Deloitte that they have people to handle everything Mm -hmm. versus I4CP Mm -hmm. was a much smaller company and gave me the opportunity to kind of own events overall. And so I got to hone that skill and now utilize that, that even. You know, you write out all this content and, you know, marketing messages and emails and LinkedIn posts. And then how is your marketing team structured? Is there like a campaign manager who takes it and sort of works with agencies to acquire the audience? So we did have campaign managers at Deloitte. So very familiar with that. Uh, I had a different campaign manager for every event that I worked on. So you know, maybe one for Workday Rising, another for NAB Show. But the way it works at Even is that I have someone who focuses on social media. And Mm -hmm. so I provide her with the content, kind of talk with her about the different dates and when would be the best time for releasing. So that's super helpful. And then we also uh, Who's your MVP at Even? Do you want to give a shout out to someone? (laughs) (laughs) I would give a shout out to my personal manager, Amanda. Yeah. Amanda Granger. She, Hi, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. She has honestly been the most amazing manager I've ever had in yeah. my career. I'm so fortunate. She she did actually different booths and events when she worked at Lyft mm-hmm. because our uh, chief marketing officer was also the head of marketing at Lyft and then came over to even. Right. And so she's had that event experience, which mm-hmm. is super helpful and really knows what to help with versus when to trust me and let me run with it. So she's been amazing to work with. Amazing. So Rachel, if someone wants to join your team, what are some of the key attributes that you would look for personally? What's important, you know, for you? Yeah, I think if I'm looking for someone to join the events team in particular, I really look for attention to detail and organization. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, creativity is awesome. And there's a lot of people that, you know, have amazing creative ideas, but I just feel like with events, there's so many moving pieces that you have to keep track of that you really need to be able to focus on all those tiny details because, Mm -hmm. you know, one box going missing at a trade show, it's going to happen. Happens almost at every conference I'm at. So you have to have, you know, 
painstakingly detailed notes and have the tracking numbers and mm -hmm. think to check every little thing. Um, yeah. And then also, I think personality is really important. So mm -hmm. at even, I think I went through a two-month vetting process with all the interviews. And wow. everyone that I've met at my company is very like, has the same goals and values, which is very cool. Yeah, there was right. even like a value-focused interview. Two-month waiting process. I mean, if they've come through that, they must be like really, you know, into working or even. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, okay, like I think that really personality and you don't need to be the same, right. but you need to have similar values in order yeah. to work well together on a team. Right, right. That's really cool. And Rachel, our final question is that, you know, that we are the world's first review platform. And our goal is to help event marketers further their brands through the power of social proof, really. So what we've built out is a review platform for events, right? We, we felt it was very important for people to read these reviews before making a participation decision in the events that they want to attend, you know. And we live in a review economy today, right? For everything that you do, you'd probably look at reviews for buying something on Amazon or researching your next hotel on TripAdvisor. Always. <laughs> you know, your food delivery apps, and it's all around us. So we felt that why should the events industry be excluded from this kind of transparency, right? You know, yeah. and reviews, right? So what does social proof mean to you? How important is that in your arsenal? And do you really think your attendees care about it? I think so. I think social proof is super important because you do want the honest opinion of your peers. So kind of how you were saying about, you know, Amazon ratings, yep. like I always check Yelp when I go to a restaurant in terms of choosing yeah. what I want to eat. Like I need right. to see the pictures and the reviews because yeah. I trust what my peers would say yeah. rather than maybe what the restaurant's putting out marketing wise. And that sounds so bad coming from a marketing person. Yeah. But with that said, you do put more stock in what a peer or someone who has attended a conference, right. what they think of it. Because yeah. you know, okay, here's someone's honest opinion. It's not them trying to convince me to go. So if you can get, from a conference perspective, if you can get positive reviews yep. out there, not, not from you, but from attendees, then others will want to attend and know that it's a good conference to go to. Yep. But yep. from the attendee side, I actually have been looking on Eventable because mm -hmm. I think that if I'm going to go to a conference, mm -hmm. I want to make sure it's worth my time. It's worth Absolutely. my money. Yeah, so I think it's very important. Absolutely. I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly there, Rachel. And thanks so much for taking the time today to speak with us. It's been such a pleasure. And, you know, we hope to do it soon. Definitely. Great chatting. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Jim.